Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. This is more angry. I'm more angry about this. Uh, we're going to have to get our le- lawyers on this as well. Okay. Our legal team. You sent me a screenshot this week. TSN is unveiling a new segment oh called What's with Ray Ferraro called What's Bugging Ray. We've been doing this for over a year. We unveiled the What's, What Bugs Me segment in November 2017. Yes. So over a year ago. And now TSN stealing, trying to steal our bit. I'm not, not cool, TSN. Not cool at all. The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hey, Josh. Welcome to my basement again. You mean your recording studio? Well, I don't know. <laughs> With the way things went in our little test records that we just did, um, I wouldn't call it much of a studio. But, you know, we're back to the sharing the one mic. And maybe next time I'll figure out a proper way to record with two mics. Well, it could still be called a studio because it has four walls and a door. Yeah. Aren't you impressed that there's a door now? Yeah, there wasn't a door <laughs> last time I was here. So that's an improvement. Yeah. So um, this episode is going to be a little bit different than our usual episodes because I think it's going to be shorter, but there are a few things I need to get off my chest. Right. Well, just to explain like how the we thought we were going to um, work it with the, the next couple of episodes, we thought that the next episode would be the Super Bowl preview, our big Super Bowl preview extravaganza. That's going to be the next yeah, episode after this when, one. When I told you, hey, we're going to record on Sunday and we're going to do the Super Bowl preview. And then you said, no, I want to do a regular episode because I got a lot of stuff to say. Now, I don't have anything to say, so I'm going to kind of leave it up to you to, like, bounce these thoughts of yours off of me, I guess. That's good. Most of my things are short, so we can just zip through each one of them. Okay. But um, the first one is, so remember way back in, was it October or November, when Carey Price was injured, and I speculated that whatever injury the Canadians were telling people was false. Well, we, we both said, like, it was completely fake. Right. Right? Like... It was a made-up injury. Well, I mean, something was going on. Right. Whether they wanted to rest him, whether he has something going on. But, like, there wasn't, like, a specific injury. People were saying, oh, it's his hip, oh, it's his knee. But, like, I don't believe any of that. Or he was having marital problems. That actually uh, came out, which uh, was a disgrace. I, did, I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't think that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. issue. Yeah. But, you know, there a story came out this week... That um, that he was fatigued, he was tired, whatever word you want to use. Well, actually, I read an article that said he actually was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, which I find that very hard to believe because that's legit. That's like a real diagnosis. Do you remember there was this baseball player on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, Rocco Baldelli? I remember, remember the, him? I remember him. Yeah, but I he did, was I... like a promising player. He had a few good years and, and then he was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. He had to retire. Because he was a he became a backup and then he didn't want to do it and now he he just he just retired so I mean if Carrie Price has really has chronic fatigue syndrome it's serious it's not just like let's rest him for a week and he's going to recharge his batteries that's not how it works you well know? my point is that I feel that we were right because there was something else going on yeah well what the did team they say the was? team the team did not tell us anything about this in the fall right it only came out this week and I don't know if it came out by accident or intentionally yeah but. I feel vindicated because all these people who were speculating that there was something other than a lower body injury yeah. were right. There was something other than a lower body injury. Right. And I don't even know if there was actually a lower body injury ever. Well, I mean, the thing is, if he is so fatigued, why'd they send him to the All-Star game? 
That's just what I don't get either. Well, I mean, this season's over anyway. It doesn't make a difference. And by the way, speaking of the All-Star game, I watched a few seconds of it today. I know I'm probably the only one. And the period that he played, yeah, he played better than any other goalie. He only gave up one goal. <laughs> Where all the other goalies were giving up three, four, five goals a period, he, was, he gave up one. Okay, good for him. So, anyway. Well, at least he's finally playing better. Right. Right. So... Speaking of the All-Star game, so you watched a little bit? I watched a bit of it. I know you watched about 12 seconds at my house when we turned it on. The Pro Bowl. Oh, I didn't watch any of that. Yeah, yeah. The Pro Bowl was on the same time as the hockey All-Star game. Well, the end of the Pro Bowl and the beginning of the NHL overlapped a like, bit. Yes. How, how do they do that? Why do they do that? I don't know. These people don't make no sense. No one watches either of them anyways. Right. So I guess like they figure no one's watching. Well, let's split our, let's split our minuscule audience in half already. Or maybe they feel that it's not the same audiences. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little thing about on Facebook today about the Pro Bowl. And I was like, Pro Bowl? What's that? You know, like who is watching the Pro Bowl? Yesterday. There are like 15-year-olds who watch this game. Yesterday, I watched for five seconds only because I was flipping through the channels. And I saw a bit of like the NFL All-Star Skills Competition. Mm -hmm. They had some wacky things that they had to do. I think that, was, that actually happened like on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's so bad. It's so poorly done. I really felt I was watching like a reboot of Battle of the Network Stars. Yes, that's, that's exactly what, it looks, what like. it looks like. Ready for the Battle of the Network Stars. It seems so pre-recorded. It's all rehearsed. Everybody's all buddy-buddy. It's really like... There's literally no reason to watch that, honestly. There's no reason to watch well, that. Well, I didn't watch it. You know, at least in the NHL, they have, like, the fastest skater, the hardest shot. These are things that people want to see. The baseball has the home run derby, you know? The NBA three-point shooting contest, the dunk contest. Like, there is interest in this stuff. It's not easy to throw a football through a tire. I know it's not easy, but it's, like, such weirdly made-up stuff. Like, let's see who can throw five football through a tire, you know? Like, or let's see who can kick a field goal, like, uh, from a zillion miles away. Like, it doesn't, like, there's no, there's no charm in that. There's no, like, rhyme or reason about the events that they made up. Anyways, I, I, I hijacked your list, so go ahead. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about football on this episode because we have a special football episode coming up next. Mm -hmm. But I do want to mention that the XFL is coming back, <laughs> which, you know what? I'm actually not even surprised. And, you know, I never watched the XFL when it was on that no, one year. No. But I saw a documentary on the XFL, a 30 for 30, yeah. and it was very interesting. Um, the truth is, if it weren't for a few minor screw-ups that became major screw-ups, the league could have actually been successful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had a bunch of gimmicks, like they put nicknames on the jerseys and and there was no kickoff. There was like, you had to run and basically kill, kill everybody, kill a guy in order to get the ball. Yeah. It was the weirdest way to start a game. But if they actually had some normal rules and changed some of the NFL rules, which suck, they could actually have a league that actually works. I mean, they don't, they're not going to have 30 teams, but they only need eight and they're not going to play the same time that the NFL plays. Right. So it might actually work. I read up this, this week about the XFL because I wanted to like refresh my memory. Like I remember it, but it's like you said, it was a gimmick and whatever. And then they, you know, the first week of the XFL, they had a lot of viewers. They yes, scored they a did. good rating. And then what it basically happened is it went in half and then went in half and went in half. And the number became so small that they just shut it down, right? Because NBC was a partner, right, with, with them on this. And they all, NBC and, well, at the time it was WWF, I guess. Now it's WWE. 
they lost a lot of money, right? But his press conference that he gave this week, it didn't make sense, like, the things he's saying that they're going to do. It's going to be a family-friendly league. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. You know, it's going to be less violent or more violent i'm not sure like he said it like they said they have a handle on concussions and head injuries more than any other league well, that's which, nonsense which may be true because their athletes in wrestling like there's a lot of concussions and you don't know they may they may have some very very good uh information and their own you know and doctors that that know a lot about this stuff but the thing is if you can't say you're gonna have this sport that's gonna be XFL. What does the X stand for? Extreme, right? How is there going to be less concussions? How is there going to be less concussions? How is it going to be less violent? Well, they could change the rules. Like they could say, uh, you know, maybe have something similar to the CFL where you're not allowed within five yards of a guy who's yeah. about to catch yeah, the ball. Yeah, to have Whatever. Like, Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, look, I just, look, do I want it to succeed? I don't care. Do I think it's going to succeed? No. But like the NFL is, has this chink in the armor right now like there's a weakness showing like if any if ever there was going to be a competitor that was going to come and and capitalize on like football fans that maybe are not crazy about the nfl it's now right because there's been a lot of the, all the stuff this this year like uh, well the people are complaining about the, the game's not the same because they can't tackle there's so many there's so many uh the refing is inconsistent and what's a tackle what's a catch we talked about it a million times i still don't know what a catch is most of the time you know, so. I don't think this. You shouldn't think of this league as as a replacement for the NFL. This mm. is in addition to the right. NFL. Okay, that makes so sense. So it's going to yeah. happen at a different time of year. Mm. Like it's going to start in January or February when the NFL is done or almost done. Yeah, and it's only going to have probably eight teams. I think is what they said. Okay, so plus or minus one season. I think it's going to be over one season. You think more there, than one? More than one. You think season. there's going to be season two? Of I think so. Yeah. I don't. I can't see it. Okay. Well, but. Look, you don't watch wrestling. No, you I don't, don't follow it at all. You no. don't know McMahon. You don't know him. No, I mean I know McMahon. The... Didn't he? Wasn't he Johnny Carson's sidekick? <laughs> That's Ed McMahon. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Vince. Uh. But like. I mean, he's a character on the show sometimes, but that's the character. But re- in reality, he's this multi-bajillion billionaire, you know, that owns this humongous company. Well, it's a publicly traded company now. WWE is huge. It's a billion-dollar business, yeah. right? So, I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? right. Also, he knows how to market stuff. He knows how to... I like, you know what, what WWE is? It's course. a promotion, you know? They, they hype up stuff, and they get people in the building... And then they make you want to come back for more because they like that's that's what the nature of it is. So if anybody can do that with a new football league, it's it's him, right? Plus, he's not going to have to worry about like a players' association or player contracts right, or people right. holding out yeah. because he's going to be paying the players. Right. The league is going to be paying not the players, teams. not the teams. Yeah. So so that's like takes takes care and of half of your headaches right off the bat. Said, he said that there's if you have a criminal record, you can't be in the league. Right. Well, right. there goes like And boom goes the dynamite. Well, right. that's a lot of players that are, are <laughs> a eliminated. lot of players are eliminated. But you know, there is a big pool of football players there that is. are currently no, unemployed. No. There are tons. That could be employed by yeah. this league. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, and the better the league does, the more ratings they get, I guess the more money the players will make, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, I just I just find it interesting. And if you take away all the silly gimmicks, like the way they started a game, yeah. And, and well, uh, the way they started a game was cool. They 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 put the ball in midfield, and two guys had to. That's charge like dodgeball, isn't yeah. it? But the thing is, it was cool. But the problem is, 
the first time they did it, the guy separated his shoulder. And it was out for the and, season. And then, like, they said, oh, I guess this is dangerous. We better not do it. But it was cool, right? So, and, I mean, the nicknames on the jerseys. And, and by the way, like you said, I mean, we, they week, are, they're way out in front on the nicknames on the jerseys. Week you know? one of that season, you, as you said, they, they were getting good TV numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was week one or week two. Something happened at the end of one of the games. It was actually a close game. And all of a sudden, the game went off air, and fans at home could, didn't get to see the end of the game. That's what happened to me yesterday. Well, well, the, they, do you know what the reason was that the game went off air? No. Because somebody who was in charge of the generator forgot to fill it up with gas, and it ran out of juice, and that's why the game went off air. Oh, my God. And then God. fans thought, oh, this is a clown league, and they didn't watch and the following. But had, had that not happened, that was what started off a chain reaction of things that turned people off. Yeah. But yeah. if if they have all their ducks in a row yeah. this time around, yeah. you know. Anyways, look, we'll see what happens. We'll see I just happens. thought it was weird, you know. Who cares? Does anyone really care about the XFL? I don't know. No. But like you said, I might watch for the first week and see what it is, right? But I mean, if you're a diehard football fan in the States and there's no NFL because the NFL season's done and NCAA season is done. You might turn this on. What are you going to do yeah. February, March, April, May, June, July until until training camp in the NFL starts in right, August? Right, right. Right? Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is basketball. I have a few basketball things I want to talk about. First of all, this year, the NBA, this is a what bugs me. There's this is a what bugs me? This is a what bugs me. <laughs> You're kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man. I'm going to, when I get, I'm going to nail, ooh, I'm, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man. We talk- you came into my house today and you said, I got a lot of stuff to talk about basketball. There's a lot of, ba- I got a lot of stuff to get off my chest. <laughs> we talked about this before. Yeah. I don't, you've noticed that every time you turn on an NBA game this year, the team the same team is wearing a different uniform. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they have like home and away. Now there, they have there, home there is away. No more, there, there is no more right, home exactly. and away. Exactly. Yeah. They have like four, sometimes there's five. There's one, there's jersey two, there's jersey three, or sometimes four. And it's predetermined which ones they wear. And now, and now all the teams have this new additional jersey that just started, you know, since January 1st, I think, mm-hmm. where it's sort of has something to do with the city that you play in. Mm-hmm. Like like Golden State, it says town on it, I think. Right. Or, the, like, or the city or something. I don't even know yeah, what it says a, on it. It's the nickname or whatever, yeah. So it's like, now when you watch highlights of a game... You don't know who you're watching. You don't even know who you're watching. Yeah. The, so so it's just too annoying for me. Like, the what used to be good when each team had two uniforms, used to be able to turn on the television and say, oh... This is Cavaliers against Raptors, or this is Lakers against Celtics. Now you're not you sure. You knew right away. Now it's like, hold on. Which, actually, which team's wearing dark? Which actually, team's wearing light? I don't even know which team is which team anymore. The other day I turned it on. I forget who was playing. It might have been San Antonio. I forget who they were playing. Yes, it was San Antonio and Toronto. Yeah, and, and I San- didn't know which team was which. Toronto was wearing black, which yeah. San Antonio normally wears. I was all messed up for like five minutes. I was like, what? What? Wait, what? Where? Who? Like... I didn't know what was happening. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, that is very, very true. But the, have you noticed, speaking of the jerseys, the quality of the jerseys, the fabric itself, wow. there's been a lot of complaints about them because they're ripping like crazy. Well, that's another point. I'm glad you brought <laughs> I was going to wait to mention this. Every but, game, there's guys with ripped jerseys. Well, did you see the first time the Raptors wore their new black and gold jersey? This was about a few days oh, ago. that's the Drake, uh, the Drake inspired, right? That's yeah, why it's black and gold. I don't know who gold. inspired it, but... Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the game, the Raptors lost and they it was a close game. And DeMar DeRozan had a chance at the end to win the game. He had a good look and he took the shot and he missed. I saw that game, yeah. Okay. 
Then right after that, like you could see how frustrated he was. He wanted to like punch something. But what did he do? He actually ripped his jersey. Yeah. Like these pro athletes who are making millions of dollars, they have no clue. That jersey's expensive. He doesn't care because he's not paying for it. <laughs> but like now some poor, you know, trainer yeah. or yeah. or or you equipment know, manager, I yeah. should say, yeah. has to now either fix the jersey or or get a no, new one for him. Throw it out, yeah. Like seriously, guys. You know, and the same thing when hockey players, like when they smash their stick, these sticks are hundreds of dollars. Remember? You know, there's, there's, there's kids out there who would kill for a jersey or who would kill for a hockey stick, who can't afford these things, who want these things. And you're just like breaking them or ripping them as if they're a piece of paper. (laughs) Have some respect for your uniform. You're so riled up. I love it. Remember, we went to see the Team Canada against Kazakhstan in Ottawa, the World Juniors. It was 2008 or 2009. Yeah. Okay. And we were like more than halfway through the game and we realized Ryan Ellis's mom was sitting behind us. She was sitting right behind us. Okay. We talked to her for about 30 seconds, but you didn't want to bug her or anything. And what happened, the reason why we found out who it was is he took a shot and he broke his stick. I don't remember this, but And then she was like, there goes $300, you know, because they're a junior team, you know, like, I don't know if he's paying for his sticks when they're playing on Team Canada or whatever, but I mean, at some point, you know, he's 17 or 18, 19 years old, he's paying for his sticks, you know, he doesn't have a stick contract yet, Mm. and she was like, there's another 350 bucks, you know, (laughs) I just thought, you don't remember that? I don't remember that, I don't, Matthew even can tell you. I don't remember, I believe you, but I don't remember. Yeah. And then, and then, staying with NBA jerseys for 300, Alex. This is Did you see last week? I'm going to show you a picture right now because, of course, I took a picture of my television, as I've been known to do. You do that often, yes. Did you see this? Did you see this disgrace? The Minnesota Timberwolves. They're wearing highlighters. I don't know what that is. That's worse than the uh, Baylor uniforms. It's very similar to Baylor, yeah. It's worse. It's that bright, bright green, highlighter green. I think they won this game because the Raptors were blinded by the uniforms and couldn't see what was going on. (laughs) Anybody who's interested in, like, uniform discussions, you should follow on Twitter Dave Damashek. He's from the NFL Network. Um, he, He calls himself the official, unofficial uniform police of all sports. So if we tweet that picture to him and ask him what he thinks, I'm sure uh, he would set it, he would try to set the Raptors straight. Uh, the, uh, the, Timberwolves. the Timberwolves straight. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. So I'm done with I'm done with uh, the NBA now, but but we still have to stay with basketball and talk about um, NCAA for a little bit. Yeah. So you know I just want to follow up on something that I mentioned in passing because people might be wondering what do you mean that happened to you yesterday? Yeah. What do you mean that happened to you yesterday? Yesterday I was sat- watching the Duke game yesterday. there's 30 seconds to go in the game there's a timeout it goes to commercial and then i'm looking at my phone i'm not paying attention the game never comes back on Mm -hmm. all of a sudden golf is on jim nance is talking tiger woods is teeing off i'm like did i miss the game because i was looking at my phone you know was i asleep at the wheel and and i look at my phone and it says duke virginia 23 seconds left i'm like the game's still going what's going on the, the golf is still on so i call you yeah and i was watching the same game and i had no issues at all i call you i'm like what's going on how come i have golf on you're like i don't know i'm watching basketball so we figured it out that videotron the cable company here in quebec you got screwed by videotron i got screwed because you're on bell i'm and on you bell. were in montreal also and you had yes, no issue no so issue. that's what happened to me yesterday yeah i missed the last 30 seconds of the game awful 
Well, anyway, I mean, it's it's terrible when that happens because they the person has one job to do, you know, which is push a button, you know, or not push the button. Yeah. The problem is they push the button when they're up oh, four o'clock. We got to switch, you know. So speaking of that game, Duke obviously lost. Yeah. So maybe it's a good thing that you didn't see the end. Yeah. But um, it was disappointing, although I can take solace in the fact that they lost to the number one team in the country mm-hmm. and they did score over 50 points against a Virginia team. I don't think who has given up that many points to anyone, right. to any other team this season. Right. Okay. We can look that up and find out if I'm actually uh, right. I, they're the number one defense. Right. They are, yeah. So, and interesting, I don't know if you heard this stat. Yesterday, the same day, North Carolina also lost to NC State. Yeah. It's the first time, I think, since like 1975 that both Duke and North Carolina have lost at home on the same day. Oh my God, that's wild. I love it is. That. It is pretty crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, they had to be playing at home on the same day, and they had to both lose. So, how often do those teams lose, and you how often do they lose at home? You haven't watched a lot of Duke this year. I haven't. There's, they're never on. So, what's your impression of the team? Not that good. Eh? Well, I think Marvin Bagley in half a season already shattered the record for most. Is it twenty point games or thirty point games by a Duke player in a season? Not in a season, career. Oh, 30 point games, that's possible. 30 point games. He has more in half a season he has a than Leitner had in four years, he, than Hurley had yeah. in four years, than Grant Hill had in four years. Yeah, that I believe because he's had a lot than of 30 JJ point games. Reddick had in his career yeah, yeah. than any of these guys. Yeah, but the thing is, he can't shoot free throws. And, uh, you know, late in the game, it's very hard when you're in crunch time. It's very hard to rely on like a post player, an inside player. You know, when you think about all the game winning shots in history, mm. right? Mm. They're all from three-point range. They're not, or, or jumpers. You know, yeah. Michael Jordan, you know, the fist-pumping Michael Jordan, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's a jump shot. You know, like, all, all the, the those are the shots that are open. You know, it's the, the little dunks from, an, or layups under the basket, those don't happen. Except you know? with, with the team as talented as Duke is, yeah. it should never come to the point where they need a buzzer beater to win a game. Yeah, you're right. But the problem with Duke, and it's the problem that all the one-and-done teams are going to have, and Duke is new to this game a little bit, you know, you can't construct a team anymore. You know, like you, when you knew guys were staying for four years, you could, you could uh, have certain guys in your team to play certain roles or have guys coming off the bench and, and that to play certain roles. Now they can't do that. They've got these five guys, well, four plus Grayson Allen, and they have to play them all. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't complement each other because they're all the same, you know, except for Grayson Allen, by the way, who I have a couple of comments on him. Uh-huh. One, this is his fourth year in college. Yeah. How often do you see a player staying four years? Well, I mean, there are a lot of players that stay four years, but not on Duke. Not and, and not, not and usually not that and good. Not guys that are gonna you know be first round picks. Like that hasn't happened often. You know. So I don't know if he's still going to be a first round pick. I think his draft stock has plummeted since his first year. Well, his first year he was a bench player, right? He was okay, not playing his... many minutes but he came off the bench in in the tournament huge impact in the semifinal and the final yes and then his second year he had a huge year yeah and i thought he was jumping to the pros right after that and then last year he didn't improve i think he regressed and now this year i think he well he's not the focal point of the offense this year so his numbers are down so yeah will he get drafted yes is he Probably, maybe he's a second round pick at this he's, point. He's the biggest baby I've ever seen. I find it hard to root for Duke this year because I don't like, I liked him a lot. You know, I was a huge fan of Grayson Allen. He's I love the, the biggest guy. baby. But it's very hard to to stand up for your team when you know that there's this big baby on their team. So it, it's so hard to root for him. So what happened yesterday, um, he was trying to foul a player on Virginia late saw, in the game yeah. to stop the clock. Yeah. 
and he did foul him. And in the process, the Virginia player accidentally elbowed him and Grayson thought it was intentional or whatever. So then the Virginia player offered that he put his hand out to help him get up and Grayson like swats it away like a five-year-old. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Right, right, right. What is that? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to be disappointed next year when he's not on the team. No. And next year they've got a whole crop of new guys. So this is another thing that bugs me, actually. I wasn't even going to mention this. Apparently Duke has like th- the top three recruits from, from high school. Well, I know two of them, right? RJ, uh, yeah. RJ Barrett. And Zion, and Zion some, Williamson. Right, yeah. and there's there's a, there's a third guy. They have the top three, and they have like four of the top six or something. Well, that's been the case this year. Was the case last year? Was the, That's but the like, way it's been. What, what, what fun is it if there's like four or six or eight teams, like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, you know, you can, you can name the Blue Bloods. If there's, if there's the same eight teams who get all the good players, yeah. then basically, you know, the NC States and the South Carolina Gamecocks or whatever they're called and all these other, um, you know, like uh, George Mason and yeah. Gonzaga, yeah. if they can't get any good players to come to their school, yeah. wh- what good is that? What fun is that? It's it, it's becoming like football yeah. where, where, you know, it's basically the SEC, you know, there's Alabama and everyone else. But the difference is the NFL police is that they don't let you come to the league um, after, up to a certain age. So they force no, no, you to no. stay in college at least two years. No, but that, that's not my, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is all the good football all players right. want to go to the same schools. Yeah. And the same, you know, Urban Meyer and and what's it, Nick Saban yeah. and and what's the guy on Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. It goes in cycles, though. I they, mean, get, right they, now, get, they get all the players but, and, 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 you know. But right now Alabama's on the hot streak. But you know what? How many years ago it was Florida State and Florida? And it goes in cycles, you know? It, it, honestly, it goes in cycles. But it, different than college basketball where Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, they've been good our whole life, right? Right. They've never had bad years. Maybe one down year and then like... Well, there was maybe, the one really bad I know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these teams are always good, right? Yeah. I was tagged in a Facebook discussion this week about this mm-hmm. by a friend of the show, uh, Danny Kavinko, who's also a very big dookie. Mm-hmm. You know him, no? I, I heard of him. Yeah, I think if you, you, I remember you kind of knew him in, in, uh, when we were in Vanier. Okay. But, um, he tagged me and there was, it was an interesting discussion. People giving their opinions about this stuff. Like, and he feels, and I agree with him, the one and done era is weakening college basketball, but it's also weakening the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, Marvin Bagley, look, well, uh, not even Marvin Bagley. Let's pick a real example, you know, like, uh, Okafor. On Duke, right? He was like drafted, you know, what? Second overall? What, what? Second or third. Right? Yeah. And then he gets to the NBA and he's not ready for the NBA. Right? Well, he's he, still, had a, he had a decent He's such season. a talented player, but he's not ready for the NBA. And now he doesn't and now, play And off. that's what happens. This, like, look, look at like um, who was drafted last year. There's so many guys, right? Josh Jackson and um, can't even remember all the guys that were drafted. You know, like they come to the, M- the NBA, Brandon Ingram, right? On Duke, right? He's starting to get better now because... Like, he, he's a kid. You know, he's a skinny kid, 19 years old. Jason Tatum is like the, the exception to the rule, right? Mm-hmm. He had a man's body already, you know? Well, well like, Justin's, Justice Winslow has also had a pretty big body. Yeah, but and, he, and, the, and he actually had a good rookie year. The problem with Justin Winslow, Justice Winslow is he could never shoot. So he, now he's still in the NBA. He was forced into big minutes in the NBA and he can't shoot. So yeah, he's a great defender, great rebounder, shot blocker, but his game is not developed. Had you stayed in college, the other guy you're thinking of is Markel Fultz. 
Well, Fultz is a whole, yeah, Fultz is a disaster. I don't even know what's going on there. You know, he's redone his whole shot. Can't shoot free throws all of a sudden. I saw a video of him shooting free throws. He looks like a 12-year-old kid that doesn't know how to play basketball. But back to like what I'm trying to say is like, they're not ready for the NBA. Mm -hmm. They're too young. Physically, their bodies are not ready and their games are not ready. And then they're drafted so high. So teams are like, first round pick, we got to play him. (laughs) They can't. You know, how is like a skinny 19-year-old kid supposed to go up against uh, DeAndre Jordan, you know, who's like a giant of a man, you know, like it just doesn't work. And I miss those days when they stayed in college for three, four years, you know, their games developed, the caliber of play in NCAA was so good. Now that this is why, this is why a team like South Carolina last year was able to beat Duke in the NCAA tournament because Duke has four freshmen. Right? They're starting them all. And their games are great, good, because they're so talented. But their games are full of weaknesses, you know? And then you play against fourth-year seniors on South Carolina who are 21 years old. And you're 19 years old. Or they're 22 even, whatever the age is. You know, think about the difference. Like, when you were, like, graduated high school from the time you graduated high school... To the like, four years later, you're, you're there's it's night and day, you know. Mm-hmm. You go from a boy to a man, you know, and that's what happens in the NSA tournament. They're not ready to play against these men, you know, and sometimes their talent can carry them. You know, Duke proved that, right? They had a great year with Okafor, Tyus Jones, so they went all the way, you know, but like doesn't always work like that. No, it doesn't. No, let's switch gears to baseball. Because, oh, God. Uh, we oh, got, oh, I have a lot to say. We got to We got to uh, wrap up this episode. We're going to end it on a high note with baseball. So Hall of Fame, you know, but before the Hall of Fame, I have to say I was very disappointed in this uh, baseball offseason because there wasn't anything to talk about in the sense of trades or signings. Minor stuff, right? But like now, the Jays got, um, who did they just sign? Uh, I forget. Albuquerque. They did. I know. My boss sent me an email saying the Jays signed Al Albuquerque. Yes, they did. You know Al Albuquerque. He's like a big joke from the Mike Francesa show. I don't know who. I'll I'll post the link to it. Okay. So Mike um, Francesa didn't believe that Al Albuquerque was a real person like five years ago. When he he read a thing saying Al Albuquerque signed, he was like, this is not a real person. What is this made up? (laughs) Well, he is a real person. Um, The other big news, which I'm sure you couldn't sleep because of the other big news which i'm sure has kept you up at night is that the jays let ryan goins go to the royals Oh, going so yeah. so here's what i don't get because i know ryan goins can't really hit out of a paper bag if, if, if his life depended on it however he did play almost every game last season because of injuries to troy tulowitzki right. and injuries to devin travis and so it's valuable because those guys are going to be injured again. Exactly what I was going to say. You know those they guys, are. They will be injured again. Yeah. They do need someone to replace them. He has an excellent glove. And you know what? In the in the limited time that he did play, he did come up clutch a few times. So I'm surprised they just let him go for nothing. Um, anyway, but that's not what I want to even talk about. I want to talk about one of your favorite players, Lorenzo Cain. I love that guy. Signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. I didn't even know. I'm not even in the loop of what's going on. Well, the Milwaukee Brewers are all of a sudden World Series contenders because on the same day, they acquired Lorenzo Cain and they traded for Christian Yelich. Yeah, I saw they got Yelich. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the Brewers are like the They're Yankees. They're loaded, right? Yeah. They have, they have the a Brewers, f- right? It's such an attractive destination. You know, they only finished one game out of a out of a playoff spot last year. I didn't know that. So, um... So anyway, they're going to have to compete with the Cubs and the Cardinals, which isn't exactly an easy thing to do. But 
I'm I'm saying they're going to make the playoffs for sure this year. The Brewers? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, well, look, the NL Central's tough, but anybody, you know, it's anybody's well, game. It could be a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think both wild card teams will come from that division. It's amazing. I haven't been following the MLB offseason at all, but I have There's been, nothing con- to follow I have been until consumed now. by the, uh, the Hall of Fame talk, you know? Well, so now we could talk about the Hall of Fame. Sure. Because Vlad Guerrero got inducted, which was not a surprise to anybody, because in his well, first year last yeah. year, he almost got inducted. Well, yeah. And he announced that he's going in as an angel. Yeah. And I was surprised to hear that no one has ever gone into the hall as an angel. You sent me the mail. Yes. With a link to the article. Yeah. And you're like, did you know that no one went in as an angel? And like, it's something that I never gave any thought to. Mm. Just automatically assumed there must be an angel. Rod Drew, somebody. Like, you figure every team has a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Obviously, Tampa Bay Devil Ray. Like, expansion teams, forget that. Right. But like, the teams that have been in the round since the 60s or or whenever the Angels started. I mean, the Expos even have three guys. So you think the Angels would have somebody. Yeah. And then I started to think about it. And and you know, like, I know a lot about the Angels because like, my favorite player growing up was Doug DeSensei all those years. So I know the history of the team and, and, and. And I would then I started to think about it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They had Nolan Ryan, but uh, he obviously, you know, he went in. I don't even went in as a. He must have gone in a as ranger an Astro or an Astro. I think a Ranger, maybe. Obviously, Rod Carew. But by the time he came to the Angels, he was like a first baseman. He was older, so like I knew I knew Carew was a twin, you know. And then I was like, who else did they have? You know, like Don Baylor, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. And they had a lot of great players in those. 2000s, like before Vlad, when they won the World Series. Way before Vlad. No, no, and just in that team when they won the World Series, like before Vlad arrived, like Garrett Anderson, Jim Edmonds. uh, Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon, these guys, uh, Troy Gloss. You know, like they Mm -hmm. they had some good players, but like those are not, none of them are really Hall of Famers. The one I told you that might get in is uh, the the K-Rod, the the closer, Mm -hmm. right? He he still could get in, although closers is, well, actually Trevor Hoffman just got got in. in. Um, so yeah, pretty crazy that they don't have any Hall of Famers. So I'm people on people's heads were exploding here in Montreal because Vlad didn't go in as a, go in as an expo, and I was like, first of all, I never thought he would. Right. I always leaned to the fact that he probably would go in as an angel. Well, he won his MVP as an angel. Yeah, and I was like, and I actually don't think it matters. Yeah, I you don't. Know, I don't. Tim Raines, it was obvious he was an expo. You know, yeah, he played in the the White Sox. Yeah, he played in the Yankees. But like, Reigns was an expo. You know, Carter actually is fifty fifty. To be honest, Gary Carter. You know, well, he did win the World Series yeah. with the Mets. It's very, very. It could have gone either way, but I felt he was more of an expo than a Met. But that's me looking at it. You know, and Dawson obviously was an expo, right? Mm-hmm. But like, Vlad, I don't know. You know, it could go either way. And and people people were going crazy here. Like, oh, oh my god, they're so mad about it. And I was like, I I was talking to someone. I'm like. What do you care? He's going in the Hall of Fame. You know, the days of players playing for the same team for their whole career, that's done. Right. And I would that's rather... been done a while. I would rather have a World Series championship and have no players in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. I'd rather a team here. And and how many World Series championships did Montreal have in their in their history? <laughs> One playoff appearance. Right. So, so. I mean, like, those days of players playing for the same team their whole career, that's finished. Mm-hmm. So you better get used to the fact that teams are going to be like, this debate's going to be like, what cap is he going to wear when he goes in? That's going to happen all the time now. For sure. For right? Sure. That's going to be common. So let Vlad go in as an angel. His plaque's going to say he played for the Expos for seven years, right? They're going to talk about all the home runs he had, all the RBIs and the great seasons. like, And we remember him as an Expo, so that's all that matters. Right? By, the, by the way, I won't be in Cooperstown this summer. Just, just FYI. The, the discussion has started already about whether we should go again to see the induction. And uh, Mike from Atlanta, friend of the show, is already told me he's on board. All right, so we're driving. You coming? 
What else am I going to do? Stay here and learn? Road trip. And our, our buddy's Neil, who's going to come on for our Super Bowl episode, he's, he's already told me he's ready to go, so I may get sucked into it. Well, have a great trip and let me know how it goes. <laughs> the amazing thing is, do you remember we were, I don't know if you were there or if it was Mike, we were in the gift shop. I was in the gift shop. And we ran into some Angels fans. They were decked out in Angels stuff. Okay. And they were, we started talking, you know how many Expo jerseys were everybody. Everybody and their brother was wearing an Expo's jersey in Cooperstown. You couldn't walk two feet without seeing an Expo's jersey Mm -hmm. or Expo's hat or whatever. So then they started talking to me about like Vlad, how next year is going to be Vlad, you know, next year is going to be Vlad. And then I'm like, you think he's going to go in as an angel? We started talking, but very, very friendly, angel, Expo, whatever. And they felt he would be going as an angel. And I kind of agreed with them. So like... When people here are going, are so mad that he's not, Vlad's not going in as an expo, I'm just thinking about those random California angel people that I met in Cooperstown and how happy they must be. Yeah. Right? So now they have All a those diehard angels fans finally have a Hall of Famer. Now you know? that trip from California to Cooperstown, that's, that's a, a long trip. That's a doozy. Although the Rangers fans made it last year for, for Pudge, right? For Rodriguez, but it's pretty far too. So. Yeah. What else you got? I'm done. You're done? I'm done. Okay. I wanted to uh, do a very quick, quick listener mail. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, these are actual letters from uh, actual viewers from all over the world. So uh, I got a message from Mark from Philadelphia this week. He pointed out that we were perhaps wrong about how the NHL is calling it All-Star. Actually, we're not wrong because today as I was watching the game, as I was the one viewer watching, in the corner of the screen, there was a hashtag and it was NHL All-Star. I know. No game, no nothing, just NHL All-Star. I'm glad you said that because he sent me a press release from the league that he found Uh and they mentioned the All-Star game. Ah. It says the NHL All-Star game will be on and they give the time. Interesting. But but I think lost in that, and and he's not wrong, you know, of course, but like, and we call it the all-star game and you should call it the all-star game. But I think what we were getting at is just to defend our position, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the branding of the, the event is all-star and that, and I, and I've seen it everywhere. Right. So it's probably has something to do with, uh, millennials and lack of attention span. And so now everything in this world is being shortened. (laughs) You think like, it really matters if they say All-Star Game Everything or All-Star? is being shortened. So now All-Star Game has become All-Star. I mean, there's other things you can think of. That's wild. Everything is being abbreviated and shortened yeah. Uh, yeah. so that it can fit into a tweet and yeah. who well, knows what else. Yeah, okay, that's true. And the second listener mail is from also a friend of the show, Derek Kassoff here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. He messaged me this week. He said, thanks for the shout out because we mentioned him on the show. He was really happy. And he said the best part of the episode was when you said that your mom used to cut out the Red Fisher columns from the Gazette and actually mail them to you, paper, snail mail, postage, Canada Post, mail them to you. He was fascinated by that. And he thought, he's like, that is just amazing to hear, you know, like... Look, obviously, Derek, you know, he's a journalist, journalism yeah. background, and I'm sure he has a lot of fond memories of Red Fisher. And, like, just the fact that you felt strongly enough, like, I got to read these columns, you know? That was my favorite part of Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the listener mail for this week. Excellent. All right. I'm going to close off the show. Do you want to do the show close? I'd, I've never done the show close. There you go. Before we sign off, remember, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play, or the podcast app of your choice. For example, Skip uses a great app called Overcast. And if you listen to show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. 
We'd love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at skipandjosh, or by liking and following our Facebook page, where you can now also leave a review of our show. As always, you can get all the links we talked about on our show at our website, skipandjosh.com. You're a natural. One take. One take. That's all it is. One take. All right. I'll speak to you soon. We're going to uh, take a little break and then pump out another episode, our Super Bowl preview with Neil. Love it. All right. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry. There'll be another episode soon.